Good morning. morning. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Wonder how many other churches started their sermon off this morning with a little bit of ACDC, huh? (laughs) I bet not many. Before I start, I have to give a little disclaimer here. I have filled in from time to time um, for pastor as he's needed. Um, But I just want to kind of warn you that today's message is, is different than other ones that I've given in the past. Instead of focusing on God's grace, I want to change our focus for today. And you might not agree with what I have to say. It might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But that's okay. Because I think it's something that we need to talk about as believers. So this is your warning. If you want to get up and leave, you can do that now. The rapture, the tribulation, end times, the apocalypse. How often have you thought about these things? I really enjoy Bible prophecy. And so I don't, I don't really claim to be an expert in this subject, but I do read my Bible, and I listen to people who are much smarter than me who study this subject. And I pay attention to the news, and I watch what's been happening around the world, you know, especially over the last two, three, four years. Um, And I just think that this is a topic that is too important for us to not talk about. So my question to you is, are you ready? We know that the Bible is filled with prophecy. And like I said, I I really find it fascinating Um, Did you know that roughly 31% of the Bible is actual prophecy? Or in other words, 31% of the Bible is God revealing how events will unfold before they actually happen. I think we've talked about this a time or two um, with Pastor Gary about the people who were living through it at the time were not paying attention to the signs. And we look back and say, hey, how how could you not see this? How could you not see this going on? Well, that's, that's kind of the big advantage that we have, right? Because we have this whole Bible that's already been written. So we can look at the prophecy. We can, we can find where it was first mentioned. And then we can go and look hundreds of years later 
and find where it came true. Hindsight's always 2020, right? Because we can look backwards, that gives us a huge advantage when it comes to our faith. We can look back at the prophecy and see it fulfilled. And every single one has been fulfilled. So we know that God's prophecies are going to come true. The Bible has a 100% accuracy rate. So what does that mean for us? Well, knowing that, first of all, it should give us some peace. Because it shows us that God is in control. And it proves that God speaks the truth. It demonstrates his love for us. And it describes his plan. His plan for us to be restored back to him. But that should also make us stop and think. Because there are lots of prophecies yet that have not been fulfilled. Especially when it comes to end times and Jesus' return. And so those are ones that are kind of important. We really should be paying attention to them. Every generation that has walked this earth has believed that they are the last generation. So far, every generation has been wrong. If we look at the history of mankind, boy, you can understand why we think that. We do some horrific things to each other. It goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. And if you look at, if you just look at, watch the news over the last year, some of the horrific things that we have done to each other, you can understand why people would want Jesus to return. Um, if we just look at like the one or two generations before us, you know, try to think of and comprehend the awful things that those people went through. They went through the Holocaust, the Great Depression. Not one, but two world wars. Some very terrible times. And every generation has had doubts, fears, and wonderings of when will Christ return. Over the last couple of years, I've kind of wondered the same thing. I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that. There is one difference between now and then that I've seen that seem to be accelerating things. There have been changes to the political, economic, and social world that appear to be setting the stage for several end-time prophecies to actually be fulfilled. And so that's what I want to talk about today. 
In the end times, one of the first things that's mentioned is that there will be a great falling away. There will be deceivers. Good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. Again, just turn on the news. And you can see that happening on a daily basis. Our churches are getting smaller. They're getting to be fewer and fewer believers. In fact, the Pew Research Center just came out with a study um, where they said in the early 90s, and this is just talking about the United States of America, who, which was founded as a Christian nation, in the early 1990s, 90% of people identified as Christians. In 2020, only 64% of people identified as a Christian. In 2007, 16% of people had no affiliation with any sort of religion. And in 2020, that number jumped to 30%. God has been taken out of our government. God has been taken out of our schools. And we're seeing that God is being tried, as they're trying to take God out of even the public arena as well. In fact, I, actually, I watched a video. Um, it took place... I want to say January 7th, 8th, somewhere in there. It was January of this year of a man who got kicked out of the Mall of America. And he was kicked out because he was wearing a shirt that was offensive. And his shirt simply, the front of his shirt simply had two words. It said, Jesus saves. And he was approached by the police and told that either he had to change his shirt remove his shirt, or he would be escorted out. Well, he was escorted out. <clears throat> I really enjoy, like I said, I really enjoy Bible prophecy and just looking at current events and how, how does that fit in with God's plan. So I just want to bring some, some other items to your attention. Looking back at our, at our scripture reading from Revelation, I'm going to reread to you verses 16 and 17. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. So simply put, during the coming tribulation period, the future Antichrist, the false prophet, and the new world order will require everyone to receive a mark on their hand or their forehead. doesn't matter who you are. could be rich, poor, famous, live in a small town, live in a large city. But in order to go about your everyday life and be permitted to participate in the economy, to buy and sell, to buy groceries, to go to a restaurant, 
You're going to have to pledge allegiance to the image of the beast and receive his mark, or you will be shut out. And you will have a choice, either to accept it or reject it. So let's relate that to what's been happening over the last couple years. And again, I know this is controversial. What I'm about to say, some people are probably going to get upset with. And I don't mean to be standoffish about it, but I want you to think about things from a different perspective, one you may not have thought of before. With the introduction, <clears throat> excuse me, with the introduction of COVID, year 2020 became the year of no mask, no service. Year 2021 took it one step further and it became no vaccine, no service. Throughout the world, governments began pushing COVID vaccines and those who refused the jab faced a long list of penalties including loss of employment, health care, freedom of movement, and liberty in general. A vaccine passport was needed to participate in the economy. Does this sound familiar? The agenda behind the coercive policies is real and it has a purpose to condition people to submit to government authority and to condition people to accept a mark. Because one day it will be no mark of the beast, no service. Also we read about in the end times, we, uh, both Daniel and Revelation um, talk about a future one world government. Has anybody been paying attention to what's happening right now in Davos, Switzerland? They're just finishing up. I think tomorrow is the last day of the World Economic Forum. Right? Anybody ever hear of that? It's become more prominent the last five to ten years. Um, I, don't, I think five years ago, I don't even know if I knew who Klaus Schwab was. Does anybody else think, find it kind of creepy that a group of elites or select human beings have gathered to shape the agenda of the entire planet? This group has been around for a while, but they are no longer hiding their agenda. They're the ones who coined the term the Great Reset because it describes their vision of the future communistic world government, which resembles the UN's Agenda 2030 and what others refer to as the New World Order. The slogan of many globalists, including the UN, Pope Francis, and the Biden administration, is build back better. But in order to build something back, that means something must first be destroyed. 
To build back better implies a better world. But what globalists are really trying to do is gain control of everyone on the earth. Our religious system, our political system, our economic system, what we buy, what we sell, what we say, what we own, where we live, where we work, who we worship. Did you ever notice that this meeting or these meetings are gatherings of people who haven't even been elected? One aspect of this one world government is going to have to include an economic system, some sort of a global banking system. Well, this has already begun with the creation of the central bank digital currency or CBDC. According to the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, over 100 countries have been exploring this, including the United States under our current administration. Eventually, cash will be eliminated altogether, and all of your purchases will be able to be tracked, and your ability to access your money will be based on your social credit score. How about global war prospects? Revelation talks about a global war that will kick off the tribulation and precede the global rule of the Antichrist. So again, let's look at current events. While rumors of war have been common since the beginning of time, I think the current situation is a little bit different. The, roar, the war between Russia and Ukraine has us on high alert because it puts us under the threat of nuclear war with Russia. At the same time, China is constantly threatening to invade Taiwan. Well, the United States has already said that if that were to happen, we would be there to defend Taiwan. So that means we're under the threat of nuclear war with China as well. Now I'll throw in North Korea and its belligerence towards its neighbors and the United States. And we have a three-pronged attack waiting for us. Revelation also talks about famine, which again is nothing new. There have been famines and food shortages in countries throughout our history. Revelation talks about it on a large scale, though. So let's look at current news and what's happening there. According to the World Food Program, a record 349 million people across 79 countries are facing acute food insecurity up from 287 million in 2021. This is 10 times more than five, just five years ago, which is an alarming increase. With Russia invading Ukraine, it has a large impact on our food system and food shortages. Ukraine is the world's largest exporter of wheat. Has anybody been paying attention to what's been happening in the Netherlands? 
The Netherlands, which is a tiny country, believe it or not, is actually the second, the world's second leading exporter of food products, agricultural products, behind the United States. And right now, their farmers are, are under threats from their own government that they must reduce by 30% or the government will take over their land. What about the mysterious food factory plant uh, fires that we see all across this country? In April 27th of last year, the CEO of Goya Foods warned that we are on the verge of a global, a global food crisis. There are... There are so, so many things out there that I never really paid attention to before. And there are a lot of different rabbit holes you could go down. Um, and it's hard to find what is truth and what is not. But I'm, I'm just trying to cover some of the bigger things that I've seen and I'm just going to, there's one other one that I just want to highlight here. In Ezekiel, <clears throat> we hear about a future attack on Israel known as the Gog of Magog War. It says a military alliance that includes Russia, Iran, Turkey, and a number of Muslim nations will attack Israel in the latter days. It's from Ezekiel 38.8 when God brings his people home from among the enemy nations. Today we see those nations forming an alliance for the first time. An alliance that has never existed in world history before. Russia, Iran, Turkey, all have an active military presence in Syria. And they're right on... Israel's northern, which means they're on Israel's northern border. Why is this important? Because Ezekiel specifically states that this alliance will attack from the north. In addition, the ancient territory of Magog covers another, a, a number of modern-day cities, or excuse me, countries, one of which is Afghanistan. And up until recently, Afghanistan has been occupied by the United States. It is no longer. The Taliban are now in control of it. Wouldn't it be odd if they did not join this alliance? The way that these nations are lined up today, the Gog of Magog invasion could actually take place tomorrow because all the pieces are in place. This wasn't the case just a few years ago. I don't want you to think of me as Chicken Little. I'm not saying the world's ending tomorrow. Although it could be tomorrow because we know that every day that passes is we are one day closer to Christ's return, right? 
It could be tomorrow. It could be five years from now. It could be 50 years from now. It could be 500 years from now. It could be 5,000 years from now. Nobody knows. Not even the angels know. Right? The Bible says he will come like a thief in the night. What my intentions are is to get you to pay attention to the times that we are in. Because the stage is being set. And again, I don't claim to be an expert in this field. And I hope I haven't told you anything that isn't true. But if you are my age or older, doesn't it feel like these changes that we're seeing take place over the last several years? Number one, they're accelerating. And number two, they feel different than the normal changes that have taken place before. God is giving us clues. And it's what we do with these clues that really matter. We are to watch and pray for the Lord's return. Jesus chastised the Pharisees for not knowing the signs of the times in his day. We don't want to be like the people in our gospel reading. Not knowing what, what is going to happen before it's too late. So again, my intention is not to scare you. But I do want you to stop and think and make an assessment of your faith. The faith of your family. The faith of your friends. Are you ready? Are they ready? God wants us to know the signs today because they will instill a hope for the future and it, they will encourage us to evangelize the lost while there is still time. I have a hard time watching the news anymore because I just get so frustrated. Because every time I turn on the TV, it feels like the world is falling apart. But if we read scripture, we understand that it's not, things are not falling apart. Things are actually just falling into place. Amen.